he was so sensitive to others, so dependent on where others were, that he was like, he was like a hungry ghost, you know, sensitive to others because he didn't exist. And so others had to exist for him. They had to exist with him for him to feel alive. But nothing is ever enough when you're a hungry ghost. From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat. And this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey guys, thanks so much for coming back. This is episode 22. I'm really excited. I'm going to be revealing a very, very simple and powerful numerology hack that you can use this month to turn that sensitivity into strength, to turn that feeling of separation into togetherness. The reason that this might be happening is because we're still in a two universal month in numerology. And the two is awesome. If you're a lover of love like I am, the two is amazing. It's about deepening our relationships, opening up our gates of receptivity so that we can receive more love, more support, more intimacy. So the reason that we might be feeling more sensitivity to others and more of a feeling of separation is because there is a very, very strong emphasis on relationships. Now, some of you might not be focused on love this month, but remember the two is not just about up-leveling our intimate sexual relationships, although it definitely will create a focus on that. It's also about elevating any kind of partnerships that you're in, whether that's business, career, family, friends. The two wants you to have connections with others that are healthy, that are sustainable, that'll vibe with this next big cycle of your life. And I think that the two does this because it understands you're not going to get to where you want to go without that kind of support, that kind of new support, that kind of healthy support. Remember that these up-leveled, elevated relationships, they're going to help you progress, succeed in the next nine years. Right? We're not just in a two universal month, we're in a one universal year. I know I sound like a broken record. I've said this to you guys a thousand times, but it's really easy to forget that we are in a brand new cycle. A one universal year is the start of a near decade long new cycle of our lives. We're doing it together. You and I, this is new. This is a new, beautiful era in your life. It's time to come to terms. So, We want to let relationships bring the goodness into our lives. And we want that to happen without letting the two mutate into this overwhelming sensitivity that consumes us. So to my people over on Facebook, my girl Natalie Oliver, so appreciate you. This is for you and me. This is for those of us who might freak out initially as we open up and we become more receptive. What do we do with that pins and needles, uncomfortable feeling of receptivity? What do we do with this overemphasis on relationships? Well, with this crazy accurate numerology hack, you're going to be able to tap back in 
to that calm confidence. So here's the hack. Here's the hack to turn sensitivity into strength. Separation into togetherness. Go back one number. Like on a board game. Go back one space. Yeah, I will explain, but sit with that for a second. I love numerology so much. I feel like I feel like you and I get to learn from God, from the ultimate mathematician, supreme intelligence. So what we learn is that numbers don't just describe universal instincts, right? So the two is not just about union and connection. Numbers also show us how they are supported, how they are strengthened by their relationship with each other. And in particular, this hack is about finding out what number bolsters the number two. It's the number before. The number before a number is what strengthens it. The two has a power that's generated from its foundation number, the number one. The two is put into its higher function when it has a solid foundation with the number one, the number of self-sufficiency, the number of independence, the number of recognizing that you exist. If we don't have that solid foundation of the preceding number, that's when things start to mutate. So for the two, here are some examples of what the two might look like in your life when it's not supported by the number one this month. You're going to totally, you're going to nod your head for so many of these. You might feel an overwhelming sensitivity to others that you can't explain. You know, it's like somebody's sitting there doing their own thing next to you and you turn to them and you're like, Jesus, can you just leave me alone? Because you feel their energy. You might isolate yourself unconsciously, you know, close yourself up in the house, close yourself up in the office, not go places, not do things, not call people back because you're afraid of having the wrong conversation with somebody because without the one, that wrong conversation could bring you down for weeks. You know, that friend that you avoid, who's always talking about how evil women are or how evil men are, (laughs) or that cashier who, whenever you ask how she's doing, she complains about her gout. (laughs) You're afraid of running into the virus that will overtake you, that will overtake your system. Because without the one, you don't have any skin. Here's another one. You might allow other people's beliefs or insights or opinions to overtake your own, right? So even though since you were three years old, you've wanted to be a circus performer, and even though you've gone to circus performing school for six years, you're talking to somebody and you say, really? Like, you think I'm meant to be a dental hygienist instead? (gasps) Maybe you're right. (laughs) Yeah, that's how intense the lower function of the two can be when the two isn't fed by the number one. Or you might even cling to other people. You might even, without knowing it, vampire on other people's energies because you're trying to get filled back up. When in reality, the only reason why you're drained is because you've lost touch with yourself. So you get the picture, right? Overall, there's this fragility when the two doesn't have the one. 
this fragility, it makes you act super weird, overwhelmed, unlike your true confident self. But don't worry. There's a really simple hack to get back on track. It's simply aligning with the number one. First, let me tell you one more little little tidbit. I have so many stories of how the low-functioning two looks in real life, living and breathing without the number one. And I have so many of these stories because I have a two hearts desire. So I'm either the character, the dysfunctional character in these stories, or the person that attracts that low-functioning two to me so that I have to be reminded about the number one, (laughs) that the number one strengthens the number two. So, okay. I went on this really fun vacation to an amusement park with the family. I met this family through my boyfriend, and they are so awesome. It's a husband and wife with their two kids. So it started out as tons of fun. We are going on roller coasters, getting off, adrenaline pumping, giggling, laughing, rushing back into another line. And oftentimes we're waiting in line for 30 minutes, and so we're getting to know each other, we're talking. You know, my boyfriend and I are holding hands. The husband and wife are embracing as we step forward in the line, foot by foot. All the while, we're terrorizing our children by tickling them or pulling their hair while they're not looking. (laughs) So we're having a really, really good time. One of their kids was a boy who was about 10 or 11 years old. And in our first hour of hanging out, him and I, we became friends. I saw something in him, you know? I saw something in him that I recognized in myself. He was a very kind and caring kid, very sensitive. And he had this deep yearning for one-on-one connection. And I was familiar with that. I was familiar with it, obviously, because of the two in my chart. I know how twos feel. I know how perceptive they are, and I know what they need. You know, I know, for instance, that twos... They need you to look them in the eye. They need you to be attentive. They need you to recognize that they're there. You know, they need you to, if they start to stumble when they're talking, to fill in the sentence, to encourage them onward, to treat them with sweet as pie kindness because they have these tender baby hearts, not fully developed yet, that we need to care for. But I quickly found out that, I hate to say it, I feel so guilty about saying it, (laughs) it was unbearable to be around him. He was the most caring and attentive, but he was so caring and so attentive that I felt suffocated. He would position himself next to me in every line that we got into. He would interrupt conversations over and over, sometimes in 30-second intervals, to impress me with feats of his at school or to share some bit of trivia that he had learned. He would physically get in between my daughter and I or my boyfriend and I or even a stranger and I. If there was even five seconds of silence or two two feet of distance, he was there to fill the gap. And he wasn't just a hungry kid, you know, hungry for connection. We've all had those moments of wanting connection. But he was a kid that was so hungry for connection that he had no boundaries. 
and without knowing it, he was causing separation rather than creating connection. He was so sensitive to others, so dependent on where others were, that he was like, he was like a hungry ghost, you know, sensitive to others because he didn't exist. And so others had to exist for him. They had to exist with him for him to feel alive. But nothing is ever enough when you're a hungry ghost. So my my eyes started to twitch, you know, and I had that fake smile that wasn't matching my eyes. Did you ever hear that? That you can tell if somebody's file if somebody's smile is fake, is if their eyes are not crinkled with it. You know, I had these dead, glazed-over eyes with this like plastic smile. <laughs> my chest felt so constricted, like I couldn't take a deep breath. And I was trying to conjure up ways, really crafty and creative ways to escape, to create distance because he was just too much. His hunger was seemingly unquenchable and there was no end to the connection that he needed. When we are in a two cycle or we're interacting with the two that is in the low functioning aspect, this is how it looks. This is how it feels. It's being so sensitive to other people's movements, thoughts, opinions, that you lose yourself. You become dependent on them to be what you need, to give you what you need. And this is a mutual thing, you know, because of the two in my chart still low functioning at times. I was being so sensitive to his movements, his thoughts. <laughs> that I wasn't neutralizing the situation. Every other member of the party was, right? They were putting up healthy boundaries. They had healthy autonomy, but not me. It's kind of funny. The low functioning of the two can only exist with two parties. So this version that I just described, the story is a great example of the two when it isn't in its divine essence. That's the mutated version, the weakened, flailing version, the version that is not supported or strengthened by the number one. And that number one is that healthy sense of self. It's declaring your territory. It's speaking the boundary of your space. So this awesome boy who happens to be a two-life path, is still learning how to develop his sense of self. And until he does that, until he uncovers the true place where the two get strong from the one, he's going to continue to make himself and other people feel uncomfortable and drained. Simply because... He hasn't grown skin. And until I learn how to do the same, conversations, whole days, or even week-long vacations could be ruined by suffering in other people's worlds. So if you feel weak, if you feel overly sensitive, fragile, 
And then that feeds into feeling separated, divided from the people that you love, that you care about. The thing to do is to go back to the number one. Go back one space. Go back to where the two gets its strength, the number one. In the show notes, I'm going to put links to episodes from September where we went into depth in how to get back in touch with the number one superpower in your life. But here's one hack, one thing that you can do right now to activate that number one. Imagine that you're going to be alone for the next month, right? Like imagine that everyone that you know in your household or in your workplace, they're going on vacation. What would you do different if no one was around to be sensitive to? Would you rest more? Eat different? Laugh more? Would you structure your day in a different way? Get a bird's eye view of what your own personal world would look like if you got to be the designer. If you weren't as grasping and responsive to all the people around you. Comment on the blog and let me know what came up. What would you do different if there was no one around to be sensitive to? Find your own leadership. Tap back into your self-sufficiency. Be as sensitive to your own needs as to others. Recognize that you're just as important, if not more important, of a component in relationship as they are. And this is such an accurate and enchanting hack that you can use it in a lot of other areas of your life. I'm finding that when I work with people on their life path numbers and they're feeling stuck, if we do the power of sequence hack, we go to the number preceding their life path number, they actually get the stability and the strength and the power that they need to rise into the higher function. So if you want me to do a podcast on each of the life path numbers and how each of them garners strength and empowerment, comment below and let me know. I'll give you a quick example from my chart as a teaser. So I'm an eight life path. And if you're an eight life path and you're feeling weak, you're feeling, feeling that sense of poverty, that sense of lack, powerless that you're under the thumb of an authority figure. Or maybe you want to take power away from other people or have power over other people. We know that you need to dip into the foundation of the eight, which is the number before, the number seven. The seven is all about aligning with your non-physical values, right? The deeper reasons of why we're here. It asks you to tap back into what your spiritual belief process is, to even take a moment to be the hermit, to take a moment to go off on the periphery and find your own answers. Oh, when an eight does that, they feel tapped back in. They feel like they've just gotten this incredible spiritual uh, like rocket fuel boost to get them back on track. So again, comment below if you want me to do it for each life path number in the next podcast, or if you want me to dive more into the power of the number two in October. You guys rock. 
every single person that comments on Facebook, that comments on the blog, the awesome, awesome listeners that have gone and given five-star ratings. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys more than you will ever, ever know. Please continue to send me messages to tell me how your, your day, your week, your month is going. I cannot wait to hear. And remember, if you really value this podcast, share it with friends and family, share it with the people that are struggling, just like you and I might be as we're embarking on this magical journey of up-leveling our lives. And go over to Google Play or iTunes, rate the podcast, let me know how I'm doing. It really does make a difference. And as always, you can schedule a one-on-one session with me um, in the show notes. There'll be a link there if you need some more attentive support. I'll see you guys next week.